So first of all, thank you for having me for episode four. Thank you for having me for episode four here. We are with Monty. We're here with Monty. What a friend from uh, many battles, you know, used to work at a, <laughs> used to work at the pepper together. Uh, always fun. Always a good time that we worked at the pepper. Shout out to everybody that works at the pepper now. Um, you know, just uh, grind through and uh, get past that. Um, we're going to talk about week, what was it, week five? This week five? This was week yeah, five. Week this five. is show fucking week five of the NFL. So we're going to talk about five games. We're going to try to do a quick recap. Like I said, it's a, mid, it's a quarter of a season report. We're going to answer you guys' fan mail and do a bunch of other stuff. But before all that, you know, we're going to give the open mic to Monty here. Uh, any at your at is at a... At a... Uh, we got Twitter, Oak Athletics 209 Same thing on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if you're an A's fan. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little, little bit. Little, little bit. Yeah, so we have Monty at Oak, at Oakland Athletics two hundred nine. Oak Athletics. Oak Athletics two hundred nine. Um, on Twitter, on IG. If you guys don't like none of his takes, um, you know, don't don't have it at me. Go 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 right go go right to the source. Um, we'll talk about today. We're gonna talk about five games. Uh, we're gonna start off. We're gonna start off with Kansas City, Kansas City and Buffalo. Sunday night game, obviously, was the primetime game. Everybody's kind of looking forward to this game. You talk to the Bills fans. You talk to Chala. Um, you know, they wanted they wanted their shot. You know, they, they lost last year in the, NFC, in the AFC Championship game, and they wanted their shot at KC one more time. They got their shot, and they beat the living dog shit out of Kansas City. Um, just a couple of numbers from that game. Josh Allen only threw it 26 times for 315 yards and three touchdowns. Allen was also the leading rusher of the team. Um, but I think the big story here and the big story that's been going on is Kansas City's defense or lack thereof, right? Yeah, I'd say lack thereof, man. Uh, nothing really impressive I've seen in any of the games. Uh, Cleveland, Baltimore, they just haven't had the, really, the ability to stop anyone at any time. Yeah, they can't stop shit. So you really – the something that I was listening to earlier was uh, with Mike Lombardi. And shout out to Lombardi for giving us a lot of knowledge here and listening to – his podcast and his content all across uh, all across the social media platforms. But uh, he talks about it. He kind of compares it to playing Battleship. Does everybody remember how to play that game Battleship? It looks like Kansas City's playing that Battleship type of defense where you're just splurting shit out and hoping it sticks. So that's kind of what they're, they're hoping that they're doing. And that's kind of what you see. You see them, they're, they have like no... There's no method to what they're trying to do. There's, there's nothing to it. They're just all they're doing is playing for one negative play, whether it's a fumble, whether it's an interception, whether it's a sack for a big loss. All they're really trying to do, like Lombardi was saying, was trying to get you maybe in a second and 15, third and 15, and just say, fuck it. We made our one stop for the game. Mahomes take us home, right? And if they have to win the game 45 38, then so be it. And that's not really. That's not really a way to play championship defense. I don't see them repeating. No. The key to me in football, like, if I were to build a franchise, I start with defense. Like, offense is nice, especially all the rules and everything nowadays. You can't touch a quarterback. Uh, if you if you blow your nose on a gut receiver as a DB, you're getting called for a PI. So, uh, definitely, offense isn't a problem down there. Uh, Tyree kills me getting locked up a little bit. I think people have been kind of keen on that. Lock up Tyree and Kelsey as much as you can and make them beat you anywhere else. But, yeah, if you can't make one stop, bro, you can score 35 points, but you're going to end up giving 40 points a game. Like, I I think they threw up the, uh, the thing on NBC last night. They've given up at least, like, 25, 26 points a game the last, like, five games. So, they're not going to be going anywhere in the division, much less the playoffs, if they can't they put anything together. And, and not – I'm going to try to say this in a low voice because I know nobody wants to say it, but Mahomes has been playing like shit. 
So if Mahomes has been playing really bad, so you look at the stats, he had six interceptions the whole year last year. He's already at six through five games of this season. Mahomes hasn't been the regular Mahomes. And not to give a shout out to the Raiders, because I'm trying to give the least amount of love to the Raiders as possible. But you're, I mean, everybody talked a lot of shit about Paul Gunther last year and how bad of a defensive coordinator he was. But if you're going to give credit to someone that kind of figured out what to do with that with, against the Kansas City offense, it was Paul Gunther. Paul Gunther said, I'm going to rush for, I'm going to play zone, go to the back, I'm going to double Tyreek. Get my best cover guy on Kelsey. If Kelsey eats, let him eat. But we're not getting beat over the top. Uh, uh, Tyreek Hill's not going to have 100, y- 100 receiving yards on us. That's not going to happen. And a perfect example was last night with Buffalo. Take a wild guess as to who was uh, Kansas City's leading receiver. Kelsey. Michael Hardman. Michael Hardman. Like Michael Hardman. So uh, that's that's the thing. That's 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 their recipe for that's that that's the recipe. Um, you're gonna try to you're gonna put your best cover guy on Kelsey. You're gonna double and bracket Hill and not let him do anything. And if Miko Hardman's gonna beat you, if that other Robinson guy's gonna beat you, if uh, what's his fool's Pringle. name Pringle, if Pringle's gonna beat you, you know, tip your cap and you move on to the next week. But uh, you're not gonna be able to do that because Pringle's uh, Pringle Robinson Hardman are just not not the kind of guys that are gonna be game breakers to do something like that. Yeah, for I you. think people are figuring out the recipe. I mean, it's just, it's ball control. It's always been ball control against Kansas City. Keep them off the field as long as possible. But now also, if you keep them away for those big plays, that even eats up more of the clock and gives them less opportunity to put up more points. So, and I think everybody's goal now is just if we could keep them to 28, 31 points, that's fine because we know it doesn't even matter who's who the other team is. They know they can get to 30, 31, 35 points because the defense is that bad. So you think the Jets could put up 35 on them? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about the Jets. I don't know about the Jets. Maybe the Falcons. Come on, bro. My boy Salah, he can pick up a good defense over <laughs> a there. Of good defense. Under 31. Hold him up to 31. <laughs> Sheesh. I don't know about <laughs> the Jets. Oh my God. We're not even going to talk about the Jets in this podcast. That's how bad they've been. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what it looks like for Kansas City. Kansas City um just they have no running game either on offense. It's just literally, hey, Mahomes, go win us these games. And, I mean, yeah, everybody, yes, you don't want to blame Mahomes. But at the same time, he has been playing bad, and it's maybe because he's forcing things. So, as of right now, they remind me of that, uh, what was it, 2018? When they lost to um, when they lost oh, to, New England. When they lost to New England? That, that's who they remind me of right now. You kind of do get the feeling that they will make the playoffs, and they're going to be dangerous as fuck when they get there. But... It's gonna be much to do about nothing because yeah. I think Buffalo's better. If we're gonna run down the list, Buffalo's better. The Chargers already beat them. Um, then you look at the, the the Ravens already beat them. So now you're looking at I mean the, the game with Cleveland. Cleveland probably should have won that game if not for you know like I said them being stupid and not bracketing Tyree Kill. They probably they probably win that game. So uh, there's a lot of teams out there that are gonna be able that that want another shot at, at Kansas City and that aren't scared of Kansas City. I think that aura is like gone. They. The other example was, and I know you could probably reference to this. Um, not to say that, not to say that you're old, but uh, the greatest show on turf. Now it feels like they're in that situation. If you remember, if Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, or Kurt Warner got hurt, because Marshall Falk was already done towards those, those ending years, but. If one of those three guys got hurt, that thing was done. And lo and behold, if you remember Kurt Warner when he fucked up his thumb or his finger, that was the end of it. So now it feels like there. Now it feels like Kansas City's one injury away. If it's Hill, Kelsey, or Mahomes that get hurt, this shit's done. Oh yeah, definitely. If any one of those three guys goes out for any number of times, they're gonna lose it. 
at least 75% of those games, I guarantee. Yeah, and that's... Because you go from having to stop two really good weapons to stop them only one. And then like, you all those other guys, Pringle, Hardman, uh, Robinson, what, like, and it doesn't matter, Edwards, Allaire, whatever running back you want to throw out. Trash. Yeah. Shout out Edwards Allaire for my fantasy team. Just guard. You know what? Just sit out, dude. Just leave. Just, just leave. Just don't even, don't even let me put you into the question. Don't even let me question myself about having to play you. You know what? No one's ever gonna be my all-time number one favorite fantasy player. <laughs> Jamal Charles. You know, bro, like, like Jamal Charles. <laughs> Jamal Charles. Hey, leading, leading, shake them dreads. Leading history rusher, average yards per carry, right? Shake them dreads. Number <laughs> And in the midst of talking so much shit about the Chiefs, we almost forgot to give love to what looks like to be the front runner, uh, the favorite to make the Super Bowl as of uh, week five to make the Super Bowl from the AFC and the Bills, right? Yeah, by far the AFC, they look like to me a heavy favorite. Uh, Baltimore doesn't really strike any fear in me. Uh, San Diego still got. I mean, San Diego. Still, it's a, <laughs> San Diego. San Diego. I call it, it the forever. Dude. The so Clippers. You want to reference how old I am? There you go. Forever, San Diego. Never going to be the LA Chargers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure all those Chargers fans probably agree too. Yeah. So you look at Buffalo, like we said, they have a recipe. They have a recipe for success. They have a pass rush. They and the thing about it is, there's like this this crazy stat that I was reading about the other day was that they they outscore their opponents by a ton in the first quarter. So they're always with the lead. They're always there, and then after that, they let that big group of pass rushers just kind of swarm swarm on the opposing quarterback. The only thing I will say is they haven't – what? So you looked at week one, they played the Big Ben that lost, lost to Washington's Big Ben. So that's something that – not that I can't unsee it. And I understand it was week one and a lot of people are, you know, going to give them benefit of the doubt, and we will as well. But, you know, that's always going to lurk. You know, they could go – I could honestly say they could go 14-15-1. And, and if it's that one loss to the Steelers, to a really bad Steelers team – like, I'm not going to be able to unsee that. So that's going to be the only thing that's kind of going to lay out there in the woods for them. I, I I like Josh Allen. I think he's probably going to win MVP. As of right now, he might be MVP. Herbert might have, have something to say about that. But uh, I think Buffalo, like I said, they're, they're probably the best team in the AFC right now. You're going to have to unsee that if you run the table 15-16 <laughs> games, especially week one. Week one, a lot of junk happens, so... I, I I've already unseen it. So. You're, you're already unsaw. Oh, you already unpacked it, it. Perfect. Yeah. We so. had Emmanuel Sanders running around like a young young man, scoring two touchdowns and hundreds of yards. So it's all good. Hey. So yeah. So you look at Buffalo, probably the front runner. Like I said, they looked really well. The only thing, the, the only thing that really is just that that game and the opposition, the opposition that they've played. They had. A, I mean, they played Miami. Miami. I mean, they don't have a court. I mean, me and you could go play quarterback for Miami. Their whole division is not going to really give them a big test this year. Miami is not what they were supposed to be. The Jets. Or the, or the Jets. Jets. <laughs> and, I mean, Bel- Belichick will give them a good game, you know, twice a year. But yeah. after that, I mean, the division's already wrapped up. Yeah. So, like I said, Buffalo's looking real strong right now. They're looking good. So we'll see. We'll see kind of where the where the road takes them. Uh, we'll wait for the fan mail questions. I think one of our fan mail questions did involve Buffalo and then maybe peaking too early. So we'll talk later about that during the uh, during the during the fan mail section of 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 the of the pod. So we'll get right back to it. and We're going to cover another game right after this. So now we'll jump into the now we'll jump into a game that I thought was really interesting just because of what happened the, the during this whole week. So that was Jacksonville and Tennessee. Uh, not much to it, right? I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill, 
Ryan Tannehill, 14 to 22, 197 yards. Another blah kind of performance by him. Then you have Derrick Henry, 29 carries for 130 yards and three touchdowns. And uh, Jacksonville, you know, uh, some, some numbers on their side. Trevor Lawrence, 23 of 33, 273 for a touchdown. And and then you have uh, James Robinson, who's finally, you know, coming around, thank, thankfully for my fantasy team. 18 carries for 149 yards. But the, the, the important story here was Urban Meyer, right? Throughout the whole week, uh, they went into the Thursday Thursday game into a longer bye week, as I like to call it. And uh, for me, it looks like he's completely lost the locker room, right? Like, they should just fire him now, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, Shot Khan, if he's if trying to save face or just doesn't feel like, you know, you sign someone to a big contract like that and you immediately have to flush it down the toilet, you kind of feel probably pretty stupid. So I think, you're trying, he's going, I think he wants to finish this year out, but it looks completely impossible. Like, he's already, he's, he's already shown – this is the second occasion. He's not an NFL coach, bro. As soon as that rumor came out, rumor came out week one that he's already USC. Going to USC. Yeah, yeah. Week it was, one. It was week one. And then he's in Columbus, like filling up college chicks. What is bar? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. You know, this is like a wasted year for this poor guy. But he'll be he'll be all right as long as well, I don't know if he'll be all right. He's with Jacksonville, but as long as the shot con and that the GM there can figure something out, Urban Meyer's gotta go though. Urban sure. yeah, Urban Meyer's gotta fucking go because I mean, you look at you look at what he's doing. He's doing everything that everybody like me as a college fan knows that shit like that doesn't work in the NFL. The first thing was when he hired that fucking weight weight school, that weight training coach that got popped at Iowa for saying a bunch of racist shit. Like, yeah, dude, you can't do that. Like, you can't hire that guy. Man, you got to just walk back and let that yeah. fire him. And they had that, yeah, he had to fire him, and he already looked stupid. Looked stupid right there. Then the shit he did with Tebow was borderline unexcusable. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to turn him into a tight end. When the fuck did Tim Tebow ever become a tight end? He couldn't even block the, the guys that weren't going to make the team. Yeah. So he, he gave Tebow a spot in the roster that, like I said, when you talk to when you talk to people in the NFL and when you look how the way, like, a lot of former players view that, they kind of view that as a slap in the face because they say, hey, there's another tight end out there in the street that you could be giving this paycheck to that could be making an honest living doing his job, but instead you gave it to this guy that you kind of you feel like you're buddy buddy with and you know he that was already you know little things little things were turning into big things and you know he's making it seem like like a dictatorship he's trying to make it seem like he's at ohio state again and this shit is not ohio state no no college and nfl it's two different ball games you got grown men who have already been <laughs> paid and don't need to be told what to do 20 percent. i mean they're they're in the, their job is like if they're not getting it done, they'll just get cut. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can really say to do or motivate these guys. Like, at this point in the NFL, they either get it or they don't. And, like, if you're going to come in there and just try to start cracking the whip until it gets how it is, and you especially, if you're still haven't proven anything outside of college, like, good luck. <laughs> even even, even, even in the preseason, you could kind of feel it coming. A lot of reports coming out there, and we talked about it in the preseason pod. You know, he was trying to do a lot of these college little things where they have the DJ outside during practice and all this bullshit. And it just not it's not gonna work with the older guys. It's just bottom line, it's not. Like it's just not going to work. So I think Urban I, I think he's in over his skis. I mean, I, I you even heard rumors of people saying that he was gonna try to go on a on a sabbatical, like he's a priest or something. Like I don't you know, like I don't like I don't know. Like I like sabbatical of what? Like just get out of there. Go to USC. The USC job is here in California, nice and sunny. 
just take the job. Take the USC job. Make USC great and become a legend at three stops. He could have gone Florida. He, he could be at Florida, Ohio State, and USC and win at all of them and be one of the greatest. I, I think he's trying to get fired, bro. But that's the thing is he's trying to get fired <laughs> and they're not trying to fire him. So they're, it's just going to be a long, long season for Jacksonville and their fans. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, it just it's it's unfortunate. Like even the comments on on inside the NFL, I think when he like when he said, "Oh man, um, you know." In the NFL, it's like playing Alabama every week. Well, what the hell did you think? What the hell did you think it was gonna be? This is the top one percent of the one percent. He was hoping he could play the Jags, bro, but he's unfortunately coaching. <laughs> yeah, like Purdue isn't on the schedule, man. Like I'm sorry, you know. And I just think he's in over his skis. And I mean, that's the reason why we talked about this game because it looked like Jacksonville. Like, part of me says that they're still playing, but they're they're playing more for themselves. Now. This is just about pride. That team They're not with, with the right anymore. coach, bro, they would they would be at least close to 500 this year. They're not a bad team. They have talent. But in the NFL, that coaching means more in that sport than any other sport, baseball, football, whatever, uh, basketball. Football is the, the biggest coaching sport, bro. And if you don't have a coach who can game plan and get ready and get the guys to buy in, it's just it's going to be ugly. Yeah, that's the other thing. The way the NFL is trending nowadays, it's more of a – it's more of a what like what can you coach? You look at the coaches that are having success right now. You look at you look at San Diego, you're or the Clippers or the Chargers. You know Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley was a defensive coach. You look at anywhere you look around, any coaches that are having success. You look at Sean McVay, offensive minded coach. What does Urban Meyer really do anymore? Urban Meyer, it's been years, probably since Utah early days at Florida, where he was coaching the offense with Dan Mullen. Now he kind of became like the CEO, and that CEO type of a. That CEO type of coach just doesn't work in the league anymore. No. You have to be an expert at something, and then let somebody else kind of take over on the other side. I just don't see. I just I, they gotta cut ties. Well, if you're not seeing the value in him as a coach, imagine how the guys in the locker room feel, bro. They're just probably like, "This is a joke. This is a joke." This is a joke. And I'm, like I said, shout out, shout out to the Jags. You know, I mean, a lot of the funny stuff has been coming out. You know, I mean. Like I said, they, they confused one of the blonde chicks for Trevor Lawrence. I feel like that was her. Or, you know, even when when uh, they say grind on three, you know. Uh, you know that. Grind on what? <laughs> <laughs> Genuine? Was it Genuine that says grind on me? Pretty Ricky? Pretty Ricky. Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, – that's, that, that, uh, to me, if I just think that, like you said, I think it's just the cons trying to save face. And uh, not trying to fire him immediately. I think they're trying to find a clause, and maybe they could oh, get him sure, fired. I'm sure. You you would think their stupid asses would have thought of that before, but <laughs> I guess all these rich, uh, smart people don't have it all figured out all the time. <laughs> but then- listen, let me know now. Let me know now what you're gonna do. Are you gonna break my heart this season? Two games in a row. Worst offense now. Hasn't done nothing. Don't blame it on the refs. You guys cannot do this against me every goddamn year since 2002. You bring me pain. You don't love me? I love you. I'll be so bad every fucking Sunday for you guys, even all in the offseason. I stick my neck out for you guys. And what do you guys do in return? You guys play with my emotion. And look at now two losing game streaks. Are we going to lose against Denver? Let me know. It fucking hurts. It fucking hurts. <laughs> and that'll be our perfect segment segue into into uh Raiders into Raiders Bears. Uh Raiders fans, uh Raiders fans kind of took this one personal, right? This was the Khalil Mack revenge. Look what you're missing out on game, right? 
and apparently it looks like he's not missing out on much. He's <laughs> it looks like he's not missing out on much. The Raiders, uh, just some numbers from this one. I mean, f- first of all, let's talk about Justin Fields. Um, Justin Fields, twelve of twenty, nothing great. No. One hundred eleven, one hundred eleven yards, one touchdown. But the key component here is that Matt Nagy's finally taking his head out of his ass. Right? He's actually protecting Justin Fields. They had thirty-seven rushes. They had thirty-seven attempts, which only. Three of those Fields was responsible for. So the running backs are getting the carries now, and they're kind of taking off the load off Fields. And but I mean, he was still getting the shit kicked out of him in this game. Um, uh, but it, it worked to a certain extent. But it worked mostly because of the great job of the defense. Yeah, I think we're seeing a lot of things with the uh, these rookie quarterbacks as far as uh, them not really being up to speed yet with reading NFL defenses. A lot of guys holding the ball way too long, taking way too much punishment. But like you said, at least he's not Trey Lance trying to run the ball every other play. So <laughs> handing off to the running backs, not a bad idea. But yeah, uh, like I said, you, <laughs> we're seeing one of the hits right now. <laughs> it, starts, it starts with defense, man. If you if you got a good defense to get that defensive line going, that'll help out the secondary, good linebackers. Uh, you're going to be good to go playing competitive football. Yeah, because I had no idea. I had no idea what the hell Nagy was doing that first that first, uh, that first, first game. I mean, he was just going to let this guy get killed. It looked like his career was going to was going to be two games long. Um, we jump into the numbers now with the Raiders. Nothing really much to talk about, right? Jacob still looks like he's hurt, um, still looks like he's down. I mean, shout out to him for just, you know, I mean, that's man shit. You know, I mean, him playing on a bad, I think it's like a bad ankle, bad wheel, and still just lumbering through it and grinding through it. I mean, props to him. Derek Carr, it looks like he's back to the old Derek Carr, right? Uh, 22 of 35 for 206 yards. No more 300-yard games. No more two-touchdown games. No more. It looks like all that kind of just went in a puff of smoke, right? After that that uh, Chargers game and after the comments from Bosa, right, saying that um, all you got to really do is hit him. And then, uh, and then you know he'll turtle up. So I mean, Carr kind of you know reverted back to his old ways, throwing the interceptions, you know, stuff here and there. Just a bad outing by the Raiders, uh, for being completely honest. Just yeah, a bad I mean, outing. Carr Carr gained himself that rap, you know, whenever everyone said he was crying on the field. <laughs> the London that, that, that's that's something that's something you can't unsee in a man's game in the NFL, bro. Like, I, I was I he saw, crying. I saw, was he crying though? Uh, it's debatable. I mean, you. I'd say no. I mean, his what his back was broken, right? I mean, that shit hurts. But I mean, I saw Dak with like you know his fucking his foot backwards, and I think he cried a little bit on the car, but that was just more from like the emotion of knowing that his shit was fucked right before his contract was coming up. But uh, yeah, Derek Carr, he's not spectacular, man. We all know that he's got a ceiling. We all know what it is. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, yeah, that is cool. He can play hurt, but I've I've been up to the opinion since after week one. I saw him week one. He could barely, you know, he's out there hobbling around. That dude's job is not going anywhere. Uh, they got Peyton Barber. They got Drake. They got some options. They got they got guys to hold it down. He needs to get healthy because if that team's going to go anywhere, they need him as a hundred percent running that rock dude. Because Derek Carr is not going to MVP it and carry the Raiders on his back. But remember, sorry, sorry, MVP, remember that you he won MVP. Uh, well, after the first three games, they've been telling him, bro, these MVP candidates this year, I think his Vegas odds have gone down. I would definitely not hop on those odds. I would have hopped on them a lot higher, but I'm not going to hop on them at all, bro. Derek Carr's not the answer. Josh Jacobs, sit out a couple games, get healthy. It's the best thing you can do for this team, bro, because it's a long 17-game season. And if you're going to try and hobble through it right now, like, he, 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 he can – I mean, it's obvious. You can just eye test it, but he's not right. Yeah, he's he, not right. He's not right, and they're not going anywhere without him 
Yeah. At least 90%. And the crazy part is like kind of what we talked about, we talked about in the, uh, we talked about not with you, but we talked with Dr. Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, Dr. Simi, we talked about that in the, in the preseason uh, pod was it looks like Las Vegas has this thing figured out, you know, but then, you know, they, they beat the Steelers um, that, you know, they beat Baltimore you know they they beat did they beat Miami they beat Miami right they they beat they Miami, barely beat Miami. <laughs> they beat Miami but you know then everybody's saying oh you know oh, three teams that had ten plus wins last year nobody's done that yeah but now you look at you look at the reality of it Miami trash yeah. uh, Baltimore that was a good victory but I mean that was a good victory and Pittsburgh's not looking that great either so it looks like two out of those two out of those three wins were against really fraudulent teams. And now um, you look at, I just don't know, like they have a good defense, you know, Crosby's tearing it up uh, and Gawkway on the other side, they're doing great. They look like they look like they have something brewing in the, in the, with the cornerbacks, Robinson looks like he was playing good. Shout but, out Gus Bradley, bro. Shout, shout out Gus Bradley. Yeah. Shout out Gus Bradley. Um, but I mean, it looks like same old Raiders, you know, uh, it looks like they're going to play down to the competition and then play up to the competition as well. So that's just a recipe for disaster. If you're asking me, just going through those through those ups and downs as a Raider fan doesn't doesn't seem like it's going to go too well. To answer our homeboy with the monologue at the beginning of the segment, are the Raiders <laughs> going to lose to the Broncos next week? Yeah, go ahead, Raider fans. You're going to Mile High. <laughs> that's not the environment I see you guys pulling out they're, of W. They're going to lose to the Donkeys? In Denver? For sure. Oh. For sure. <laughs> Sure. Locks of the week is that part of your locks that, of the week? That's a lock of the week. That's a lock of the week. That's a, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to go that far because the donkeys did look really bad. Um, to quote my friend George, the donkeys uh, or the ponies, they looked really bad. Um, it looks like Teddy Two Gloves finally got figured out. It wasn't much to figure out, right? Just kind of anything, anything in front of 15 yards, he's not going to throw it past that. So, um, so I mean, we're not having a shootout in Denver by any means, <laughs> but I say 13 10. Let's go. The donkeys. All right. The donkeys are going to roll off the side. That's going to be a really fun game. Honestly, if you're telling me of one game that I'm really looking forward to that nobody's really going to talk about, I think it's that game because it's a, it's a perfect setting. They both hate each other. They both need a win. They both lost two in a row, I think. So that's going to be a really fun game on Sunday. I think for the sure. Raiders are easily every AFC West team's most hated division opponent. I think <laughs> the Chargers hate them the most. The Broncos hit them the most, and the Chiefs definitely hit them the most. Even when they're not good, everyone just hates them. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean it might have something to do with y'all fans, but. <laughs> but maybe, I'm not going to say anything. Damn, I'm not going to say anything, you know. I mean, like I said, it's really fun. I, it's really fun when the Raiders are, are doing good, but then, you know, it's like they're always taking receipts on us, right? Like us, us meaning the non-Raider fans, like, oh, yeah. You remember this day when you said this about the Raiders? I'll go, yeah. I mean, you asked me for well, my opinion. Full disclosure for everyone. Everyone's going to immediately, as soon as I say this, I've been talking and hating so much. I am a 49er fan. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry. I, we're going to get to your team next. No, nah, but I'm, I'm with you. Like, when I think when the Raiders are good, it's a good thing. I mean. It's fun. There's, there's no rivalry between the Niners and Raiders as far as real football goes. That's just all fan stuff because we all live, like, next to each other, and there's so many of us next to each other. But uh, I would hope for the Raiders to be good. But, man, like. I'm, I'm, you'll see. I'm realistic when it comes to my team and the Raiders right now. Like, I mean, they um, played Peterman last night, so <laughs> they're they're definitely at the best. This this hovering, they, I can't give them the top two teams in their division, but they're at least the third best. 
Yeah. Maybe over the donkeys. Who I still think <laughs> is going to beat them next week. But. Yeah. So uh, for me, it's just, it's the same old thing with the Raiders. They're, the, 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 but before we did that, it was more of a, they got, they got to figure out these other games because it looks like, I mean, last year, if you go off, off the litmus test of last year, the games with Kansas City, they did well against against Kansas City. And then, you know, supposedly that was the juggernaut team. That's a team that nobody could beat. And the Raiders kind of had the recipe to beat them. And they had to just figure out the other 14 games. And it looks like they still haven't figured out the other 14 games. Like you said, the Raiders fashion, bro. Play up to the competition and play down to it. So yeah. they always they always gear up for those Kansas City games and they always put up a fight. But every other time, usually at the end of the day on Sunday, people are left scratching their heads. Then we had the interesting, I mean, just just a mind-boggling game between uh, between the Packers and the Bengals. Uh, this game, I mean, kind of had it all, right? Everybody kind of thought going into that game, yeah, 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 it's the Bengals. Yeah, they have a pretty good record right now. And like, kind of like what we called um, in the preseason pod, like, like I had said, and I'm going to take credit for this, and I'll take credit for it when I'm wrong later on with Arizona, but... Um, I thought I thought Cincinnati was going to come out of the gate swinging. I thought they were gonna they were gonna be able to catch some teams by surprise just because of the whole effect that not a lot of people. Not to say that tearing your ACL is a blessing in disguise, never is. But Joe Burrow didn't have that whole repertoire of games for people to get film on him, catch his tendencies. So he had a, that break that he took. He's still catching a lot of people off guard. Catching him by surprise with the things he can and can't do, what things make him comfortable, what things make him uncomfortable. That jury's still out, so the tape of the film isn't completely out on him, as opposed to you look at someone like Dak. Dak played that whole rookie season, then he struggled that second year because there was film on him. Different stuff like that. I th- that's why I thought they could do something good. A lot of people thought they were going to get blown the fuck out in this game against Green Bay. Turns out it's a close game. They go to overtime. Uh, a bunch of missed field goals, five missed field goals in the game. You look at, um, you know, but the big story here has to be Green Bay, right? If Green Bay is going to claim to be this contender again, and again, they're going to talk about this last dance, and they're going to talk about, you know, Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. You know, <laughs> oh, no, hold on. No. That's just something that the Raider fans were making up. But, you know, if Rogers is going to talk about him leaving Green Bay, leaving on top, leaving at all this stuff, they got to fix the red zone problem. Two of five on the red zone yesterday. Um just not looking great. They should have put this game away a lot sooner than what they did. But um, like I said, this was just a weird game, you know. And now, you know, we're looking at the highlights here. Look at Jamar Chase just catching balls. You know, their secondary was getting burned by Jamar Chase. Six receptions for 159 yards. Um, but, I mean, the same can be said about uh, Cincinnati, you know. This is why I think Cincinnati is going to tail off. They don't really have a defense. And J- Joe Burrow looks like he's going to get murdered out there. Yeah, Joe Burrow going down, obviously. We know what's going to happen to Cincinnati at that point. Nothing good. Uh, Green Bay hasn't really impressed me at all. I mean, they obviously let up that stinker week one. They rebounded. They've had some, you know, a couple wins. But I don't know, man. This, uh, this Packers team doesn't seem like it's the class of the NFC. Uh, and like you're saying, the Bengals, they're going to they're gonna catch some people off guard. They're going to play some tough games. But, you know, they're not competing anywhere either, so. For me, that's the big thing. To me, they don't have an offensive line. And, yeah, everybody's talking about, oh, they should have addressed it. They should have addressed it. Yeah, they should have addressed it. But now you look at Jamar Chase, and how are you going to negate that? How are you going to say, how are you going to say, oh, they shouldn't have taken Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase looks like a monster. But then there's times where, you know, look, we're looking at the highlights right now. Joe Burrow's running for his life every single play. 
He's either scrambling, trying to leave, trying to do something like that. Like I said, if you live on the tightrope like that, if you're Cincinnati, eventually you're going to fall. Yeah, I think, you know, if, if he can stay healthy and not blow out that same knee again, they got skilled players, dude. They got a good running game, receivers. Uh, offense isn't going to be the problem there uh, with any NFL team injuries. Injuries is huge. So, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Green Bay just doesn't really strike me, man. Like I said, uh, when they played when they played my Niners the other week on Sunday night, <laughs> dude, like, that game was just ridiculous. Anyways, with all the flags and stuff that were going around, but but even even in that game, you kind of got the feeling in that in that second quarter that Green Bay kind of had the Niners dead to rights. But what happened? They couldn't convert. They had to start settling for field goals, and they let they let San Francisco right back in the game. And again, when it comes to playoff time, you got to think uh, field goals are pretty much a turnover. Because if you're not getting touchdowns against Tampa, if you're not getting touchdowns against against the Rams, they're gonna beat you. Yeah, I mean, like I, I think the the Rams, Cardinals. Uh, oh yeah, and the Cardinals, the Bucks. All these teams are teams that could handle Green Bay, uh, especially if Green Bay's got to come to their house, dude. I just don't see Green Bay as a real strong championship contender out of the NFC. Not at this point, but I mean, it's a, it's been a real, you know. Well, five weeks into an 18-week season, so there's a long way to go. A lot of teams can improve on a lot of things. Injuries can happen, so we'll see. Right now, Packers are probably about my fourth best team in the NFC. And the thing we keep talking about, it seems so easy, right? Like, hey, let's shut down. Uh, let's shut down uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, it sounds so easy. Again, probably the Bengals had that same game plan. Got burned for 11 receptions and 206 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean. Easier said than done trying to cover Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers' chemistry is ridiculous. Those guys could probably go out there both blindfolding timing routes and just nail back shoulder throws and all kinds of crap. Dude, they're, they're just on the same pace. They're on another level together. Any, maybe double teaming him, dude. He could still smoke, guys. It's just he, He's incredible. Devontae's a badass. Aaron's got it synced up, so good luck with that. Yeah, and again, another self-fulfilling prophecy here by Rodgers, you know, uh, you know, he wants to stay. Um, if it was up to him, they're going to stick with Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby, Mason Crosby missed two two field goals yesterday, one of them to win it. Um, I think both of them to win it. And, I mean, the, you can't blame the weather. You can't blame anything like that. The only other thing I didn't like was LaFleur. After Crosby misses those two field goals, they're still kind of just playing for a field goal, being conservative, which is something that I don't like, uh, especially from the from the Green Bay coach. Um, um, just – like like I said, there's still the jury's still out to me with Green Bay. I think that's just more of him being scared to lose that game than trying to win it. You know, because I mean, if you're if you're trying to win the game, you're going to take your shots. But if you're not trying to lose it, you're going to be playing more conservatively. And you know, he's got to get over that. Like maybe they weren't having the greatest afternoon. You know, they weren't lighting up the scoreboard in this game. But you got to take some shots eventually. Yeah. And in what was. What we're gonna see the most entertaining game of the slate yesterday? Almost oh, definitely. Uh, we're gonna talk about the fucking highway robbery that happened in in Los Angeles. Um, hey, just p- potential AFC championship preview. <laughs> I <laughs> I didn't say it again. I didn't say it. it was the Browns and the Chargers. So the Browns and the Chargers. Just the I mean, it was just mayhem. It, mayhem on television. Um, that's all it was. It was it was a back and forth game. Everything everything you would want in a football game. Uh, except for defense. Um, <laughs> the game was back and forth. You know, both quarterbacks played really well. Um, Herbert, out of his mind, 26 of 43 for 381 yards and four touchdowns. 
I mean, just completely just insanity. Baker Mayfield, 23 of 32 for 305, two touchdowns. You look at Nick Chubb, 21 carries, 161 yards. The Browns, I mean, that weird, I mean, that thing that everybody was talking about online yesterday. They were the first team in NFL history to have 500 total yards of offense with zero turnovers and still lose the game. So leave it to the Browns to make history in the worst way possible. Um, this game, first of all, Kudos to both teams. I got to I gotta first give props to who, who, as of today, are the coach of the year and the MVP. Uh, Brandon Staley, to me, just balls to the wall. Understands that San Diego has been shit-cursed with a bunch of just bad luck. And he says, well, the hell with it. If we're going to have bad luck, we're going to go out. We're going to go out swinging. And, you know, fourth and seven in their own 35, they go for it. Fourth and three at their own 45, boom, they go for it. Fourth and 10, I think, at midfield, down seven with like eight minutes left, boom, they go for it. Yes, the refs bailed them out with like a bogus call, you know, a bogus PI call. But, I mean, you know, they they trust they trust Herbert and Brandon Staley. One of my pet peeves when it comes to coaches, especially like we were talking about earlier, is these coaches that specialize in one area and then – don't even pay attention to the other side. Brandon Staley is the head coach of that team. He understands what they want to do. He knows how they want to do it, and he knows what they're – he just seems a home run hire of a coach, if you ask me. So the Chargers, are, uh, what I think they're now 4-1 and one on top of that division with a three-game lead pretty much over Kansas City because they hold the tiebreaker because they beat them. It looks like they're in control of that division. What do you? Th- let's first talk about the Chargers, I guess. Are they legit? I think they're super legit, man. Uh, like you said, coaching's there. Check mark. Uh, defense didn't show itself for its true uh, self on Sunday, but you know I like that pass rush. Uh, secondary, Derwin James. I mean, dude, they they're they're stacked. And then Kenneth Murray when he comes back. Yeah, the offense. I mean, Herbert MVP candidate. Uh, Keenan Allen never been the big name, but I mean, for people who know, we know Keenan Allen. Uh, Mike Williams, Eckler. He's a little jitterbug. If he can stay healthy, he's he's obviously super good. Uh, yeah, man, they're to me as legit as it comes. They got everything: coaching, defense, offense. I mean, they used to say well, all three aspects of the game. Special teams get that out of here, but you know, especially I mean, now they got, got the kickoffs and all that crap. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you look. I mean, Viscaino did miss two extra points yesterday, and I mean, if 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 he's still employed by the time we release this podcast, I mean, I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know, uh, the, to me, they are they are a contender. They, I mean, Herbert Herbert looks like the real deal. It looks. Uh, Again, I'll take full full responsibility for being wrong on that. I thought he was going to struggle the second year. I mean, he turned that. I mean, I, I was fucking wrong. He, I've seen him. <laughs> I mean, I've been watching him. I see him make some throws. I'm like, oh god, like he zips that shit in there, bro. so hard, yeah. And it's it's just unbelievable. More arm talent than anyone I can see in the NFL right now. He's he's legit. better than Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like if they as far as a hose. Yeah, as far as a hose. I mean, Mahomes can throw from different angles and do different things. I haven't seen Herbert do that. Doesn't mean he can't. But, I mean, just as far as just making the throws that need to be thrown, like a small window, real quick and tight, Herbert's the man, dude. No. I think so. And like, like like I said, uh, they, they've they been able to – they've been able to – like ev- everything about – it's like the perfect storm right now for the Clippers, you know, for the Chargers. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Lombardi as their offensive coordinator, they brought him in from the Saints organization. Just a great play, play caller. He understands what, what he wants to do with Herbert. And, I mean – uh, for me, they—they they, if it's them or the Bills, I mean, 
that's a tossing game, you know. I mean, we, I'd love to see that, you know, sooner than later. I don't know if they play this year, but um, th- that that looks like the like the big game. Um, that looks like a that, that looks that looks to me to be the AFC Championship preview as of today, week five of the NFL season. I mean, the Chargers just look like like a juggernaut right now. They look unstoppable. Now we're gonna talk about my, my Browns or the Browns. Um, for me, it's getting really tiring. You know, you look at not tiring because I mean we used to fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. It's not tiring. It's I don't get tired of being in good games, you know, whatever. But you look, you look at last year, and if you want to look at the bright side, we'll look at that first game against against them boys against Dallas last year. You know, close game goes down to the wire. We pull that one out. Then, then that's when the bad stuff starts happening. You look at that first game. Um, you look at that game with Baltimore, right? That Monday nighter. Oh, game of the year, great regular season game. What happened? We lose by a field. Then, oh, my God, great divisional game. Oh, my God, this Browns-Chiefs game was so great. What happened? We lose. You look at week one. Oh, my God, unforgettable game against the Chiefs week one. Oh, this was, you know, great precursor to what's going to happen this NFL season. Oh, yeah, it was great. But what happened? We lost. You know, now you look at this game. You look you look directly right at this game. Again, oh, everybody's talking about this game today. Oh, my God, the most entertaining game. This was so great, blah, 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 blah. What happens? We lost. It's getting a little tiresome. And are the demons going to start creeping up in there uh, for the Browns in accordance to that? I think, uh, I mean, your guys' running game is sick. I mean, look at your running backs. you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, bro. Those are two number ones, like, in their prime. Badass offensive line. Uh it's gotta you gotta you gotta have the other compliment in the air to kind of help that out though. And oh uh, you're gonna you to piss off Doug if you say something about Mayfield. That's <laughs> all good, man. I mean what has Baker had to really work with, especially this year, Jarvis for uh Odell, where are you, bro? Like we're we're waiting for any signs of life. I mean, Peoples Jones and uh, what's the guy that I explained, like, nah, bro, like I just and Joku decided and Joku, to make, and make and Joku a cameo was a this year. Uh, Joku. Joku decided Chief. to play NFL tight end this year. Hashtag but see I you mean, on the other side. You got to, you know, you got to get some production out of Baker in the air. Like you got to make it a threat. You got to make it a credible threat where people have to to plan for it. Because if you're just going to give it to Chubb and Kareem every time, the play actions and like misdirections and stuff, you're only going to dink and dunk your way down the field. So you can't like, nickel and dime your way to a Super Bowl anymore. No. Not unless you're playing lights out defense. Yes. Which, I mean, there's potential. You, you have Clowney and Garrett, that's beast. And Clowney didn't play that yesterday. Clowney didn't play yesterday. At, again, a bunch to do about nothing. It didn't matter who was. I mean, they could have had. No, the way, the way that, that game flow was going, it was just air out. Yeah. Was, I mean, well, I mean, you guys broke a couple runs. Chubb broke a couple runs. And Joku broke through for that long gainer. San Diego, or we could call them San Diego, the Clippers. They kept kept giving up all these, you know, long plays, and I don't know, man. Even without those home run plays, who knows where that game's at? But I mean, you can't say what if it, it happened. It was the way it was. Yeah. So now, I think if, if the if the Browns can get some passing game going, dude, they're definitely they're they're going to be close to playing for that AFC Championship. You know, I mean, yeah, the Bills might be a bigger threat with them. I think Cleveland, I think you're just trying to be modest and humble as a Cleveland fan. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the top three teams, in my opinion. Bills, Chargers, Browns. If you if you look at the way that they, everything's been trending, uh, do you believe in Mayfield? Because for me, that was, the, that, was, that was the play. There was a third and ten with, like, three minutes left. 
you knew damn well the score of the game is like 38 i think it's 42 42 at the time or no excuse me 35 35 at the time it's a third and 10 there's three minutes left you know damn well what's going to happen you could have given herbert the ball at at our 20 at his own 20 you knew what was going to happen they were fucking scoring if you if he was getting that ball back they were scoring third and 10 they run a draw I don't get that from Stefanski. To me, the only thing that that screams out is that he doesn't trust Baker at that in that in that in that moment, and that that's the part that kind of makes you peel your eye, I guess. Or was he trying to trust the defense to make us? I mean, I mean there, at, there was at, no defense at, at, at this at the same point. It's like third and ten, bro. Are you trying to win the game, or what are you trying to do? Like, and if that's your solution, is to do a draw on third and ten. I don't think anyone's happy with a draw on third and ten. No. So it was yes. Yeah, to me, that's the only part. Like. And, and there's nothing bad to say about Mayfield. Like, what do you got to say bad about Mayfield? Like, there's nothing to say bad about Mayfield. He did what we had to, what he had to do. Twenty three of thirty two, three hundred and five yards. If if they get that consistently from him, it's lights out. It's ball game. Well, I mean, granted, yeah. what seventy five of them were on one play. Yes, from a joke, but he's just like he's not getting the help. Like, where the hell is Odell, bro? Like, if you're if you're like an, supposed to be an elite superstar receiver, like, what do you have yesterday? Three catches. I think two for twenty. He's he's like he tied for fifth in targets. Like, where are you, bro? Where are you? That's that, that's very true. So we'll see. Like I said, that was the most entertaining game of the day. We got we got robbed. I mean, fuck the officials. I mean, we got robbed. I mean, that was that wasn't pass interference, but whatever. Ne- neither neither here nor there. Now, like I said, they're three and two, hoping that the Ratbirds lose today to the Colts. So there is no bigger there is no bigger Colts fan this uh, as we're filming this uh, pod than me here today. You know we gotta have the, we gotta have the Colts win today. So um, to kind of you know not let the Ratbirds uh, kind of but we still control that. We haven't played them yet. You know different. You know it, it's still within the grasp of the Browns to grab that division, get into the playoffs, and then kind of see what happens. But now there's two right now there's two teams that you're chopping at the bit to play again. You're chopping at the bit to play. Kansas City one more time, see where you're at with them, and then now this loss, this loss against the Chargers, kind of stings a lot. And you know, I, you know, personally as a fan, I can't wait for the Browns to play them again if we do get the opportunity to play them again. I think it's a good thing that Stefanski's the coach and not you, because you guys need to take this one week at a time right now <laughs> and just like yeah. fuck, learn, learn, learn from the losses. But who do you guys play next week? Uh, oh. The Roadrunner. Oh, Kyler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he looks a little wounded. I think we're going to get into that game soon. But, yeah, don't don't look too far forward, man, because there's a long way to go until the postseason. Yeah. I mean, I don't – I mean, as of right now, I don't think we'd be in the playoffs. So, you know, a lot to look forward to, especially for the bronze. So, we'll see. Um, we'll see kind of where that goes. Top three AFC. So we'll jump into now into the surprise. Would we call that a surprise? Yeah, we'd call that a surprise, right? The 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 Cardinals, the last the last team standing. Uh, I don't know about a surprise. I mean, maybe I guess I wouldn't call them. You wouldn't want to call them the class of the NFC at the beginning of the year, but uh, I had a feeling as a Niner fan that uh, <laughs> it would be us and the Seattle at the bottom of the division and. The Rams and Cardinals at the top, so I think they're about where I expect them to be. Yeah, like for uh, for me, I'll take full responsibility for this dumbass take that I had. I said I said Cliff Kingsbury was probably going to get fired by week eight. It looks it looks like he's another candidate for coach of the year. He's keeping his uh, thumbs out of chicks' butts, unlike Urban. So, 
<laughs> so we <laughs> so Arizona five and zero. They win over the Niners this week. Uh, talking point would be you know Kyler Murray looks like he got hurt in that game. Looks like he was grabbing his shoulder. Um, but for the most part, it was easy come easy go for Arizona in that game. You know they they made the stops when they needed to make them, and uh, they kind of always kept San Francisco at an arm's length. Right. They, they never really were able to pull away, but you never got the feeling in that game that like San Francisco was really in it. True. They, we, the Niners did close the score a little late. They had a drive drive to try to score the, tie the game up, you know, at the end, didn't get anywhere. Uh, the offense was inept yesterday on the Niners side, but uh, as far as uh, Arizona, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Kyler, uh, it looks like Niners line got to him a little bit, you know, that was a little, uh, it was promising to see that look a little bit better than it has the past couple games. Um, Arizona's offense has looked a lot better in different games, so credit to the Niners' D. But, uh, yeah, Kyler Kyler got a little hurt. looked like right before halftime he went down, got sacked by Mr. Bosa, slammed <laughs> down the ball on the ground, and we'll see how he looks after sitting down and getting some rest uh, last night and sleeping and letting all that body get stiff and sore. Uh, but, I mean, Arizona, to me, they look like – they're they're barn burners, dude. That offense is nasty. Uh, with Kyler at the helm, he's just he, he he's hard to bring down. He's, he's the road him. runner. Yeah, the Niners got to him a little bit yesterday, though. So that was a little surprising. Even meet me. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins, they lost their tight end too, Max Williams. That that's gonna hurt them a little bit. So. Yeah, Max Williams a breakout player too. Who's doing a lot of good things they for got, that team? They got. I mean, AJ Green in in his role that he's in, he looks like he's doing all right over there. Uh, Kirk kind of in and out, but Rondell Moore looks like a beast, bro. Percy Harbin, I'm gonna call him 2.0. Yeah, I mean that guy's a beast. Moore looks like a complete monster. He looks, uh, they're making plays for him. Uh, you know, whether it be like a jet sweep, whether it be you know him catching the ball, whatever he's doing, everything that they're kind of utilizing him in. I mean, they're doing a great job. They're kind of you. To me, it's kind of like what everybody thought Tavon Austin. Was going to be when he when he was coming into the league. That's what Rondell Moore is. That's he's actually doing it though. And when you see Rondell Moore with that ball in his hand, man, he just got like that extra get up. He's just dangerous. Yeah, he's just dangerous. I mean, I think once they carve out his role and find something, whatever he's comfortable with, you know, I, I feel like they're experimenting right now. You know, week one and two kind of kept him under wraps, and then slowly but surely they're starting to unleash him a little bit more. And I mean. You got to when you got a guy like that. You already got DeAndre's taking double teams, so you're leaving you know him one on one. He's a playmaker, so especially with Kyler delivering that ball, man, they're going to be a dangerous, dangerous team. Yeah. So, and then the defense. The defense, like I said, now you look at you look at what you're ideally looking for in a in a super a Super Bowl contending team. You're looking for one guy at every level on defense to be elite, and it looks and it looks like they have that. They have Buda Baker in the back. They have, I mean, take your pick. I mean, J.J. Wall looks like he's kind of, you know, still a really good player. But they have Chandler Jones, who's elite, borderline elite, um, you know, on the other side. And then in the middle, they have Isaiah Simmons, who's doing the job for them, you know, playing that, like, little spy or, like, that that joker role, as I like to call it, when he's playing kind of as a safety but more of as a linebacker. You know, they have, th- they have guys at every level that can get it done. So the defense is stepping up as well. And they were able to contain Trey Lance. You know, Trey Lance wanted to run. You know, they were they were making him a viable option in the running game, and uh, they were able to pretty much neutralize what they wanted to do. Oh yeah, uh, whoever came up with the 
Arizona game plan for defense, they were all over Trey Lance. Everything he tried to do, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't like. I, I get it. Jimmy and Trey are going to have different game plans, but it seems like with Jimmy, they they try harder to do the misdirections. You know, the the sweep. They they always got someone coming across acting like they're going to do the jet sweep, and then they'll do a misdirection run the other way. And it just seems like with Trey, they just get away from all that. I don't know. If they're just concerned with like clock management, if Trey can't handle all the movement pre-play, or if it's just like he's just not gonna get the read on the defense anyways, because it seems like he can't read the defense for shit. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like what I saw out of the Niners' offense yesterday, it was just bad. Like first it was of, Debo and ten other guys. For, it's it's been that, you know. I mean, <laughs> Elijah Mitchell has some flashes where he looks really good. But then it's like I said, like yeah, Shanahan wasn't calling the game like he usually does with Jimmy. Like we weren't, I don't know, effective running the ball a little bit when we did try it, but it's like they kept trying to run it with Trey or trying to let Trey pass it. And then Trey gets, I don't even know how many reads Trey gets to before he was already in his head. It's just like, fuck it, I'm going to take off. Yeah. And then when he goes to take off, he wasn't getting nowhere yesterday. Yeah. And yeah. that's, it reminded me a lot of the Kaepernick days, right? It was one read and go. It was right? like the worst of the Kaepernick days. Yeah, like one read and go. So I'm saying, how many reads is he actually going through before in his head? Yeah. He's like, fuck it, I got to go. And to me, that's the concerning part because, yes, as much as we want to praise Shanahan, and I'm not going to fault Shanahan for this because his his track record is somewhat proven, right? He did it He did it with us. He won games with, with the Browns with Brian Horner at the helm. You know, he got us to first place that year. With Atlanta, doesn't need to be said. They should have. Yeah, Washington with Kirk Cousins. Um, Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta. You know, with with uh, Matt Ryan. You know, got him to a Super Bowl. You know, his track record speaks for itself. And it goes back to, and I'll ask, and I'll leave this question up for debate for everybody here listening to the pod. Do do you guys really like, as of right now, who would you take as a coach, Matt Nagy or or Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan? Excuse me. I'm taking. I mean. I remember Kyle Nagy, you know, Andy Retree, all the offense. He, I haven't seen him do dick with Chicago, bro. So, I mean, yeah. I'm going to stick with Kyle. But at the same time, I think uh, yeah, Kyle's tough. almost a little too full of Kyle. Like, he just needs to kind of reel it in a little bit and just kind of like. Yeah. For check. me, for me, that's kind of how it is. For me, I would take Shanahan 10 times out of 10. And look what Nagy was. Like we talked about earlier, he was able to get his head out of his own ass, you know, and and. Make a game plan for fields where it was adjustable to him. Where was this from Shanahan yesterday? There was it, it was it, it looked like it was just backyard stuff. Like he was just like read read one guy and then just take off. That's not usually what his mo. I think he was like experimenting us because, like I said, if, if he would have just ran the game plan that he runs with Jimmy, the same plays and run the ball, try to pocket pass, like how that would work out. Because obviously he uh, maybe he knows better than we do that Trey reads one fucking read and then takes off. But, yeah, I mean, that's the concerning part. Because if you coached him up, he was – he was you you can't say, oh, it was second team reps. Well, second team reps still mean something, you know. And he had this whole week where they kind of knew that Jimmy wasn't going to play. I think everybody knew that Jimmy wasn't going to play this week. He had a whole week to, to – and I'm not talking about Kyle. I'm talking about Trey. So Trey Lance has a whole week to figure it out, do what he's got to do, figure out all this stuff. And he still can't figure it out. That's the concerning part. Like, that should be your last resort is one one read and go. But that looked like it was his first, second, and third resort. Yeah. It looked like he had nothing I mean, else nothing else in the repertoire. At the same that's time, concerning. we got we to gotta pretty much call this 
well, he's come in for the first four games. He's come in for two, three plays a game, maybe, you know. Start, maybe the I think the Green Bay game is where he got in there for the most plays. He had the touchdown throw against Detroit at the very, very, very beginning of the year. But, I mean, other than that, he hasn't had a chance to get in there and have defenses throw what they can at him, you know. So, he's Sunday was pretty much his first game action NFL, really kind of seeing what it's all about. And it was ugly. I mean, what do you expect for a guy in his first career start? But, I to mean. To me, it shouldn't have been that ugly. That's That's the concerning part to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just like when I think of the Niners fo- football, I think running the ball. We just weren't effective at that yesterday, and then trying to pass it with that guy right now, just ugh. Yeah. I mean, not to give any. It's just even with Jimmy, it's ugly. Jimmy seems like at least when Trey gets through his reads, there's the threat of him running, which didn't really come to fruition yesterday. He didn't gain much yards running the ball, but when Jimmy does the same thing, Jimmy will go through a couple of reads and then he just folds. He just—I mean—he's not going anywhere. So, yeah. The concerning part to me is when you look at this, when you look at the numbers, everybody kind of looks at that percentage, right? His percentage, his percentage yesterday was fifteen of twenty-nine, which is fifty-one percent, which isn't great, it's super below average of the of the regular NFL rate for a quarterback. But the concerning part is the sixteen carries. I don't think they're going to be able to hold that up. Sixteen carries. And for how many yards on those sixteen carries? Eighty-nine. Like, but 16 carries for a quarterback, you're going to get him killed. That, that's something that's not sustainable. Ask RG3. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you look at Trey Lance, he's a big boy. Yeah. He's huge. I mean, so I get why maybe that might seem like a decent idea to try and get, gain some yards. But, yeah, you're going to you're gonna get broken down at some point, man. Someone's going to come low, get a knee, get an ankle. It's just a matter of time. So homeboy needs to learn how to read some defense and throw the ball. Or <laughs> we're not going to have any value to get rid of Jimmy or anything. It's going to be a long year with offense. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see kind of the whole thing with San Francisco plays out. Because, like I said, everybody was talking about San Francisco coming into the year as a potential, you know, as a potential, not a dark horse, but as a potential contender. And now it looks like kind of them in Arizona kind of flip-flopped roles. And now they're kind of looking at maybe they're going to be that third-place team and San Francisco is going to be that team up at the top. Yeah, everyone was kind of just – Oh, Niners injuries last year, you know, they'll be back this year. And I also have the same opinion. I'm a Niner fan. Uh, you see, I mean, once Verrett went down, I was like, shit, there goes, you know, the defense. Uh, Tart barely got into the regular season uh, healthy. Who knows how healthy he was. Uh, and then losing all the secondary DBs. And, I mean, if, if, our, if our front four isn't getting pressure like it was back when we went to the bowl, uh, that secondary is going to get lit. Uh, very we're going to see it every week. And then at this point, our offense is going to be able to keep up with the points we're going on. Last, you know, outside of Russell Wilson getting hurt in Seattle, there's a good chance we're going to finish last in the division. Oh, whoa. I, I, I don't see any anything telling me otherwise. I mean, unless someone gets – Kyler gets hurt, you know, or Stafford gets hurt, whoever – if any of those guys get hurt, then we'll survive maybe third. <laughs> And so to wrap wrap up the podcast, well, first of all, I guess we'll send out some we'll send some shout outs. Uh, send out some shout outs. I know I know Monty, you wanted to get a couple shout outs out there. Yeah, I know we've been focusing mainly on NFL today, but uh, as my Twitter and Instagram handles would suggest, I'm a pretty big Oakland A's fan. Holy shit! Uh, <laughs> I got a shout out for our owner John Fisher. Uh, homeboy has 
you know, always been real tight with the money. We got the money ball moniker and everyone knows the A's to just kind of be like the triple A team of MLB. We send our players to the Yankees and the Red Sox and a lot of them go across the Bay every now and then. But uh, as most of us know, we got a stadium situation lurking. We could be heading to Vegas with the Raiders. Let's go. Uh, but we're trying to get something done in Oakland. Uh, I just don't know how much good faith is there because John Fisher and his money ball ways, uh, one bad telling sign already. He's already doubled season ticket prices in 2021. In 2022, he's double for everybody. Um, on top of already going to Vegas and looking out for sight. So, uh, I just I feel like there's an impending doom coming. Like I feel like uh, Matt Chapman and Matt Olson arbitration years coming up. With him already being so tight for money, if these guys go to arbitration and demand like anything over fifteen million dollars a year, it's a hot stove season, baby. We're we're, we're firing fire selling everything. But then again, I don't know how much I believe in that because if he's really trying to get this stadium done in Oakland, then why sell off the assets? Yeah. So I mean. Big telling if the if the A's are gonna stay in Oakland this year, then we're keeping everybody. If we're gonna get Howard Criminal done, if we start seeing a fire sale of all the guys, pack the bags, guys. So uh, shout out John Fisher, you tight ass, cheap wise, fucking bastard. Uh, what if he wants this, to sponsor the pod, man? He's not gonna pay out fifty dollars <laughs> to sponsor this pod, bro. He, he wouldn't. Even, hey. If we gave Marcus Simeon a little bit, of, he, you know what our deal? We offered Marcus Simeon money last year. Did he have forty home runs for Toronto? Yeah, <laughs> we, we offered him fifteen million dollars in deferred payments. We said like five million now and then a million dollars a year for the next ten years. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Oakland fans, if 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 we keep the squad together this year, good chance, good signs for staying in Oakland. If not, uh, John Fisher, I hope you burn. And you know where. Uh, <laughs> tight wad fucking asshole. Again, if you want to sponsor the, the pod, you know, I mean, feel free. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I don't even know what to say. I'm tired of it, man. You know what? The sad thing is, either way, whenever we build the stadium here in Oakland or we leave, wherever he gets somewhere where he to where he's going, he's going to sell. And I'm, I'm going to stay loyal to this team no matter what. Uh, if they go to Vegas... I got an ace tattoo on my arm. I got made sure I didn't get one that said fucking Oakland on it. But I'm an Smart. ace. I'm an ace fan. You know, all my Giants fans that keep telling me to jump ship when the A's leave. Fuck you. Never gonna happen. <laughs> but uh as soon as I'm just waiting wherever we get the new stadium in Oakland or in Vegas, like I said, oh my he's, God. he's immediately selling the team. Hopefully he sells it to someone who's a fan of baseball and will start spending money on the team. But yeah, shout shout out John Fisher. I hate you. Sell the team. Oh, no, I was just gonna give shout outs to fantasy teams uh, to 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 some of my fantasy players that were taking a dump, you know, like Ryan Tannehill or. or <laughs> but I was gonna shut up with the shout outs. That was that was good enough with it with in it of itself. So we're gonna, we're gonna move on to the film, uh, fan mail questions. Fan mail questions by everybody here. Um, at uh, Daniel Soto at underscore Daniel Soto, are the Chiefs fucked? They're, I wouldn't say they're fucked, but uh, they're not looking as strong. They're not. They're not invincible. You know, there's there's a chink in the armor. So, I feel like that aura. That aura is gone, right? Yeah, like that aura of like, oh shit, we get uh, like. I, I think like everybody I mean, now is they like lost multiple games in a row. That's just something you never saw from the Chiefs before, you know. And it's just you know, like you said, years of tape, 
game planning. Like everyone's going to get figured. No one's invincible. You know, the NFL is the not for a long week, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, a pair in, in this game. Parody is just so insane. So are they fucked? No. Or are they in need of like uh, some help or game planning? Yeah. Someone besides Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey needs to step. I mean, Sammy Watkins' departure is it even that was big? Who, who said big? who said that yesterday? I think you know it might have been Michael Vick when but a, Sammy and, Watkins was hurt half the damn time. Yeah, but I think he still helped them out because I think Sammy Watkins was still like a viable resource. You know, I th- at least I think you would say like, holy shit. You know, Sammy Watkins can can you know get 150. Well, he's receiving on Baltimore yards. right now, right? He's on, he's with the Ratbirds now. What the now. fuck has he done this year? <laughs> but the Ratbirds aren't like that. You know, the Ratbirds want to run it. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, Kansas City, me. If imagine if like I said to you, Kansas City, imagine if they had rugs, bro. <laughs> imagine yeah. if they had rugs and Tyreek just blowing the top off. They they need something. Yeah. Uh, Miko Hardman's supposed to be that guy. He's not. And no one else below him. Is. And I think the defense too. Like I said, uh, with me, the defense is more of a self-esteem issue. It's like it's like being the it's like it's like if uh, somebody as a guy would go to the bar, and we'd have that mentality of like you know that desperacy of like oh I'm just gonna get you know I'm gonna try to get at whatever girl tonight. You know that's kind of what like the, the that's kind of what the, the, the Chiefs have, right? Yeah. Like, but they go in with that mentality. If we're using that bar analogy, they're going in with that mentality as they walk in the bar at eleven o'clock. Not that mentality that you're supposed to have like 145. Not that we've ever had that mentality, you know? But, <laughs> but um, yeah, they feel like they have that mentality, just like one thing. Like all they care about is just one thing. And that's a bad way to think of think of yourself as a unit. You know, just try to say like, fuck okay, it, we're going to get one play. As long as we get one play. Because then you just keep thinking, oh, they score a touchdown. Oh, we'll get them in the next drive. Don't worry. And then another touchdown. We'll get them in the next drive. Well, when? how soon is now? You know, when it, when is going to be that time that they're going to make their play? You know, that's I think it's a big mental issue as well. With I, th- I think just Mahomes, we always talk about the Mahomes effect and how you're never out of it when you have him. Well, that Mahomes effect has directed right into their defense because their defense thinks that they can just get one stop and that'll be enough because they can win a game 45 38, you know, and that's just not a real that's not a way to look at a unit, you know, it's not it's not a way to, to, to play defense. Right. Answer the question again, are they fucked? No, I think uh. You know, it's 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 early. It's a long season. I think the Chiefs will improve defensively. They're going to improve in all aspects. They're learning a lot about themselves right now. I think they're able to look themselves in the mirror and kind of readjust. So they're not going to be fucked. They're going to be in the playoffs minus injuries. The ship isn't sinking, but it's leaking oil. Fair, fair, <laughs> but it's also very, very early. Yeah. Uh, from <laughs> from Orly zero four, Jimmy or Lance. <laughs> I mean, I would, this was my opinion in the beginning of the year. I say uh, we did what we we did what I wanted. Ride Jimmy until he gets hurt. Jimmy got hurt. Trey came in. Um, I think Shanahan's run more efficiently with Jimmy this season. I mean, if he, if I mean if anyone caught that Niner game yesterday and you say Trey Lance is the answer for this year, you're fucking crazy. But. He he's obviously the future. We fucking how many we have two first round first round picks. Uh, that's the direction they're going. And that was uh, that was another thing we didn't talk about. Like for as bad as Lance looked yesterday, like I'd understand if he was your first round pick and you drafted him just right there. You know, like for example, if if he stunk it up yesterday, like he stunk it up, and he, you you just picked him in the first round, that's fine. But the king's ransom that you guys gave up, he should not look like that. 
for you have for you guys to have given up two first rounders. That's that's kind of my opinion with it. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. It's just it's it was ugly. Like I said, NFL rookie quarterback first game ever starting. You can't expect them to light it up. I mean, I expected uh, growing curves no matter what. I figured it, whenever he got into a game, he's going to throw those interceptions. They have you grabbing your head saying, what the fuck? You know, but yeah, it, it's, it's going to be growing curves. And then with Jimmy, we know the ceiling. So Jimmy or Trey this year, Jimmy. But even, here. even with Jimmy at the helm, like how far can we go? The defense isn't all there. Uh, we're going to be – if we make the playoffs, we'll be lucky. <laughs> From – at viciously underscore sweet. Um, why does Ruben's fantasy team suck so much? So quick story here. Quick story here for you, Monty. We had I'm in a fantasy league and I'm a rotisserie league. Um, the 10 man league, our guy, our pretty much our kingpin from that fantasy league, had won it the year before, went undefeated that last year. Do you want to guess his record this year? Well, hold on. So the year he, so he, he won it, did he win the championship? No, he lost to yours truly. Oh. He lost to yours truly in the final. So, so it started there. It started there. So, <laughs> now, so, so two, two years in a row, won the championship the year before, yeah. lost it the second year. This year. Guess his uh, record. What was it? He has as many wins as your golf clubs that are standing here right next to us. They're 0 and 5. <laughs> What's wrong with my golf clubs? <laughs> they, haven't won, they haven't won a fantasy matchup, no, just, just, just like Ruben's right. team. Hey, you know what? If he runs the table, so make playoffs. That's true. That's what I'm saying. You just got to get in, right? You just got to get in. That's the strategy for a fantasy. Got to get in the tournament. Just got to get in the tournament. I've won. Like I said, I've I, I've lost the fantasy league being the number one seed. Didn't win it. And then I've won a fantasy league being the last guy in into the playoffs. So as long as you get in, you're good to go. Your team can get hot and whatever happens there. Whatever happens is going to happen. Not to give Ruben any advice because I'm pretty sure Ruben knows what the fuck he's doing if he's been in two fantasy championships. But, <laughs> I mean, uh, I know a lot of guys that sit on their fucking hands and don't, are afraid to, like, you know, drop guys and pick up waivers. Like, you got to take this shit week to week and get back in it, buddy. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Gabe didn't give you the bad mojo with the championship loss. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good luck the rest of the way, man. 0-5 is not over yet. He's not, he's not fucked and uh, neither are the Chiefs, but it's pretty ugly. At, <laughs> at Ramon Cervantes 209. 209, homie. Um, Cowboys playing playoff football? Question mark. Can they be contenders for the Super Bowl? So this was an interesting. We were going to talk about this Cowboy Giants game just on the mere fact that it was America's game of the week, and I had no fucking idea why it was. There were so many other good games that were going on. I have America's no- team, bro. <laughs> America's team. Um are they contenders? The stuff that you've seen with them, are they contenders? Are they? Are, I think they're going to the playoffs. I mean, I think that that division sucks sucks ass. Like, I mean, they're going to the playoffs. Whatever they do, they're going to the playoffs. They're going to be the team that represents the NFC, the NFC beast, um, as uh, as their representative. But now they're talking. That obviously, their only loss was to Tampa Bay, a close game at Tampa Bay on the road. What do you, on the road. What do you think? What do you think about them boys? I almost it's a I mean it's almost surprising to say it, but I mean with the games I've seen, bro. Had I told you at the beginning of the season are these Super Bowl contenders? Fuck no, never. <laughs> but that's because I, I I mean no the the big question was Dak in the ankle. How's he gonna rebound from that, you know? And I mean it's I mean it's pretty obvious to see he's not interested in running the ball at all. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing. I mean, because I mean fuck yeah, I'm sure I mean that thing was like I said, it was like looking his toes were fucking painting his back. Like the end of last year, bro, it was gruesome. But uh, 
from what I've seen so far, I mean, Dak's standing in the pocket strong, bro, and CD, uh, Amari, Schultz popping up with option tight end, Zeke in the best shape of his life. With Zeke, Paul, Zeke. With Pollard pushing his ass, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's the new dynamic. Like, Zeke, these last couple of games, I have him in fantasy, but this goes beyond fantasy. He just looks like that burst is back. He looks like rookie Zeke, to be honest. I think, I think, I think they – for something must have been in the water. They understand like the windows now, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like the defense. I mean, Diggs, Diggs is a fucking beast. Animal. Bro. How did they, they get fought in the cut, second they, round? How, how can they, how did they cut Jalen Smith? Yeah, they don't what? need him. Fuck, dude. Like, have you seen Michael Parsons? Yeah, I have. That's what I'm saying. Like, was an animal. When you, but when you cut Jalen Smith, like, you can't even use him for depth. No, no. Play, <laughs> go. Dude, I mean, hey. it, yeah, I'm, they're, um, unless they're unless they're cutting cap to try and set up room to get a trade later for someone else, I don't know. Do you like? I I could see if they made a bigger like a. Well, where do they maybe secondary? Like, what's what's the weak point of their defense? Um, you'd want to say secondary, but a, a maybe pass rush. I mean, I think I think that's something you could always never have too much of. Mm-hmm. If you because I mean, ro- defensive lines always rotating in and out, and the more guys you have that can collapse that pocket, the better off you're going to be. So. I think if they make a big acquisition some way, somehow, pick up a good interior, maybe a defensive tackle, because I think they got edge rushers, they're fucking going to be a problem, bro. I mean, like I've been saying all podcast injuries, they stay healthy. They get Michael Michael Gallup back. Uh, Wilson's yeah. been playing all right. Imagine Ce- when they get Gallup back. Holy shit. CD looks like a fucking monster, yeah, dude. Possessed. Man, possessed. And I think that's the best thing for Cooper. Yeah. Because if he's not the If fucking, he's the second option, yeah. that's the best second option in football. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys are for real, yeah. I think, uh, you know, like I said, withstanding injuries, like I, I, I could see them beating any team in the NFC, especially yeah. if they play the Tampa. If they play Tampa Bay again, that's going to be a tough game. You know, probably it might be in Dallas if they can. You know, they they can take advantage of their division and play good, man. They can if they if Dallas can get some home field games in the playoffs, we might see them win the playoff game for uh, the first time in a really long fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the aforementioned Ruben was a Cardinals fan. Are the Cardinals the real deal? Oh, yeah. Same thing. Withstanding injuries, uh, the Rams are going to give you guys some hell games. You guys will fuck up the Niners and the Seahawks. I mean, I think Russ, Russ is done there, dude. I think if, I think if, he's checked out emotionally. Yeah, to, I mean, he, well, he, he was with Rodgers in that same boat trying to get traded and shit for the offseason. But I think he, they're done. Uh, Cardinals, yeah. I mean, the NFC's a little tougher, I'd say, than the AFC road. But, uh, you know got to stay healthy and keep on top of that division man beat up the Niners beat up the sea chickens give the Rams hell games and try and stay healthy and the Cardinals could go a long way yeah but also being an Oakland A's fan fuck Kyler Murray double bro <laughs> he skimped you he, he, skimp- he skimped us in the MLB to go play football <laughs> and fuck up my football team so <laughs> that was a question from Grimaldo underscore 408 uh double question here uh El Pincha Sal who is the best team in the NFL at the one uh, at the at the quarter mark? I think w- will we both agree it's the Bills. Oh, I was thinking then. I mean, Tampa Bay. It's hard to go against Tampa Bay, dude, because they that offense is loaded. Look at the receivers: Godwin, yeah. Evans. They haven't even Brown. peaked. They haven't even peaked. And then Gron- Gronk looked like a beast coming. They looked out like the he gate. was back. It looked like normal Gronk, but he got fucked up a little bit. So we'll see. If, I mean, I, if I was Gronk, I'd sit out until the playoffs. The only thing, point, bro. the only thing concerning to me is that defense. I don't think they can win with the defense that they have now. Yeah, do you think the corners will hangover or what? I think. I just think with with the corners that they have or lack thereof, 
I know they're going to try to plug and play. You know, they're going to try to get whoever off the street to come and play. Well, they already try to get Sherman. They already you know? got Sherman. They yeah. Have him. And it's like, fuck, you know, it's bad if they're needing Richard fucking Sherman. Yeah. He's way past his fucking prime. Yeah. So. so that's the thing. If you if you could, and we have mentioned teams that are like, because well, you're not running on them. That's the thing. You're not running well, it's on like week one. We saw the Cowboys. I mean, yeah. threw the ball 56 fucking times. Yeah. And like, like yeah. <laughs> like, and you look at a team like Dallas, who's going to have the weapons. They're going to have weapons galore. Even a team like, if you look at a team like Green Bay, Green Bay is going to want to throw the ball. You look at Arizona, they want to throw the, the ball. The Rams. The Rams. You know, they want to. The Rams just, took care of Tampa Bay already, too. So. Yeah, they already took care of them. They're vulnerable. Yeah. So, I mean, their vulnerability is the biggest sticking point. It, in almost, the seems, it almost seems like to me, that whoever gets that number one seed in the NFC is going to have to go because I think home field advantage is going to be the almost kind of the deal breaker. Yeah, especially with the fans being back, everything kind of coming back. I think that's what you that for me. I think it's Buffalo. I I think the best team in the NFL, NFL. at this mark is Buffalo, and we'll go, we'll go back to so it's a double question. That one was from El Pinche Sal, who was who was the. Uh, I say I'll say Rams. Fourth. I say Rams. All right, I like okay. the Rams defense a little bit better than Buffalo. Okay, uh, that that's that's good. That's something that that's I would go with Buffalo. Now we'll talk about like the question from Shogun Alex. Uh, you remember you remember my friend uh, Jesus? Oh yeah. Remember when he? Hey Zeus, I was gonna <laughs> shout out Jesus. <Jesus'> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, you guys. Uh, <laughs> when he when he hit the paraphernalia, he was like, <laughs> well, shout out shout out Jesus. Jesus gives me some interactions on Twitter, so. <laughs> I'm sure he'll fucking have something to say about this. Yeah. So, can the Bills sustain the greatness, or are they peaking too early? I don't think there is such a thing as peaking too early in the NFL because you're always going to learn week to week. A, a good coach is going to game plan for himself too, you know. And whenever someone beats you on something, that's that's at, at this point, that's what their fucking main focus should be. It's fucking finding out what the fuck they're shitty at because they're already good at fucking running the ball and throwing it around. The offense is not a problem, but. I think they're just making fine fine tune adjustments from here, and they're gonna fucking rock and roll. Yeah, I think uh, uh, sustainability has always been a thing for me because I do believe in that. You know, one of the representatives in the Super Bowl always ends up getting hot at the right time, right? Sometimes it is the best team. You look at you look at last year. You look at last year. Kansas City was the best team in that conference. You know, Kansas City was above and beyond the best team in the AFC. But then you look at the NFC. Tampa Bay just got hot. Tampa Bay, I mean, yes, they have the weapons. Yes, all this. Yes, all that. But they got hot at the right time, and they were able to click and get to the Super Bowl and then win the whole damn thing. You look at the Giants, those times that they were never in never in those years that the Giants won the Super Bowl did I ever think, oh, yeah, that's the best team in the NFC. Never. They're going to never. They got hot at the right time. So I do believe in that. Going by that theory, usually I like a team, if they're going to make a run, usually they get hot by like around week 13, week 14. But it also has a lot to do with them playing relevant football. So we're not there yet. We're not there yet to say that somebody, that a team has peaked too early because relevant football really does matter around that week 13, 14, 15, and 16. And now with that added 17. Well, I think uh, the NFL did itself a favor by only giving the one bye week. So that makes that that number one seed so crucial. So crucial. Like if, you know, people aren't fucking sitting. Like, if you get with the two bye weeks, you're going to have those some people trying to rest guys. But, I mean, and then uh, you got to lose some intensity, you know, like dropping off and not playing the game. for. I mean, the the rest helps, but you got you to gotta get in there and get the intensity going. So, And then our last question. <laughs> I, uh, I've been doubted. I've been uh, touted as a Packer hater here on the podcast. 
So I guess we'll answer this one from uh, from Horacio, or I don't know how to say that. Hormo, do you know how to say that? Horace Morris. Horace Morris. <laughs> I don't know how to read. From Horace Morris, um, will Rogers get another ring? No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude got one when he had like a championship level defense. I mean, I like Jared Alexander, and they got some nice pieces there in Green Bay. But I mean, you go on the road, you're trying. I mean, all right. So I'm assuming you're a Green Bay fan, maybe. But I mean, Mason Crosby was it? It was like barely two years. He had a fucking shitty year, dude. Yeah. And this might be the kickoff this last week to another. Just like, oh my god. But uh, no, I mean, there's the Cowboys are better. Oh, Rams, the, the Cowboys are better. The Rams, I mean, in their division, nobody. There's, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, they get a free, they're going to get a free home playoff game. But, I mean, if as soon as the Packers go on the road, I mean, you guys almost lost to my damn Niners. And, I mean, I know, granted, you guys have had a lot of struggles with the Niners over the couple, you know, the Shanahan era, but you almost lose to the Niners, almost lose to the Bengals. Uh, fucking horrible showing week one it's just no the, uh, i mean at this point like i said i know it's still early a lot of time for a lot of things to happen but i don't see it after i watched that niners packers sunday night game i said neither one of these teams is winning the super bowl you did say that i do remember you to you i think you added at you 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 sent it to me on a via tweet so yeah you did say that neither of those teams were going to go in so yeah i think the same thing i think there's just too many teams ahead of them right now you know what? That Dallas argument's a real good one because Dallas looks fucking really good. And, I mean, yeah, Rodgers has gone into that place and beat him before, and I get all that. But, I mean, you look at Tampa Bay. I would I would take Tampa Bay. I would take the Rams. I would take the Cardinals. I would take – and then right there you get into that tier with Dallas. So you and think – so maybe Green Bay fighting for the – they're going to be the fourth spot. They're going to yeah. have the home playoff game. And let's, so, so let's say they, division winners. Uh, oh, damn. Rams or Cardinals, that's kind of a coin flip. I'll give it to the Cardinals. Cowboys won the division, Green Bay, and then what's the other division? The South. South of uh, Carolina. Who the fuck's going to win that? <laughs> no, Tampa, yeah. Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. Tampa. So, I mean, yeah. number one seed, we'll give it to Tampa just because I think they'll they'll get it done. And then, fuck, dude, if, the, if they have to have a home, like wild card teams would be Cow- – Cowboys, no, Cowboys would get a home game too. Nah, so. Cowboys would get a home game. So they'd probably have to Green play Bay that would, second. Green Bay would probably get a weaker – No, they, they would probably get the second-place team from the – from the West, or oh, they get the Rams. They get the Rams or the Cardinals. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't know. There's still a lot of the season left. And thank you guys so much for your questions this week on fan mail. Like I said, we'll do it again. Thank you guys so much. This is gonna wrap up our uh, our podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening again, Monty. Thank you for coming on. No problem. Thank Thanks you for having me. Thank- and then you know we'll do it again uh, week six, week eight. What are we in week five? Week five. <laughs> We'll Whenever. do it week eight. Week eight. Anytime we'll we can. We'll do it. We'll do. We'll see you guys again. And thank you guys so much for listening again. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you guys so much. We will see you guys again soon. We will see you again on hanging and banging. Thank you so much for joining us.